Hey guys, welcome to Thrive Bites, the official podcast of Dr. Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc. On every episode, I talk with health and wellness experts from all over the world, such as doctors, chefs, dietitians, coaches, and many more. And I sit down with them and have casual conversations about plant-based lifestyle, how to elevate our emotional resilience, and what it really means to thrive. And I bring all of this to you. So let's get to this week's episode. Okay, guys. Well, welcome to another episode of Thrive Bites. I'm your host, Colin Zhu, and thank you for tuning in. I have a wonderful, wonderful guest with me today. This is Stephen Lin. Say hi to everyone, Stephen. What's going on, guys? Stephen Lin. <laughs> so there's. Uh, I'm so excited for him to be here. Um, just a little bit about him. He is a four-time USA national team member, four-time USA national champion um, in Taekwondo. He is currently manager within financial consulting within the big four consulting firms. And also on the side, he's a business partner for Precision Taekwondo Fitness and School. So, and above all else, he's actually my cousin. So, um, <laughs> Stephen, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Um, I, uh, you know, obviously we've known each other um, our, you know, whole lives and, you know, we've, uh, we've definitely, definitely uh, had a, a wonderful uh, journey together. And, uh, yeah. but I, I think, I think one of the best things is, you know, for, for this podcast is really sharing your story. So I'll start off by, you know, just uh, tell the audience um, just a little bit about your story, how you got to your your current role right now in this specific point from, you know, Taekwondo champion to, you know, where you're currently at in the finance world to, you know, pursuing all these entrepreneurial uh, pursuits. And I just think it's a very fascinating story. Yeah, of course. Um, thanks for having me. So, yeah, just a little background on myself. Um, so how I came about to where I am today. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll start this off right from the beginning of, of how I was raised. Um, a lot of this all stemmed from me being being groomed and being prompted by by my father and kind of his his kind of indomitable mindset, if you will. Um, so how I came about with Taekwondo. So I guess growing up, um, I was always interested in martial arts, um, and my dad had a, had a military background as well. So I was trained with a very tough mindset overall. Um, and then naturally growing up, I was very kind of interested within the martial art world, um, through kind of films like Bruce Lee or even Jackie Chan or Jet Li. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, but I, I would say also like most importantly, it was just the way I was trained to have that indomitable spirit is, is kind of what stemmed and kind of caused that ripple effect from where I am today. Um, so just a little background around that, um, kind of growing up when I was, when I was five years old. Um, similar to what you've seen, right? So mm -hmm. even at five years old, like my, my dad used to make me do um, knuckle push-ups on, on tiles um, and also just kind of make me do splits just kind of against the wall until like I'll be crying and, and he wouldn't let me cry essentially. But back then, of course, it seemed like it was very harsh. Um, mm -hmm. But looking back at it now, I would say just it created a, a different warrior within myself um, where whenever I saw obstacles in front of me, it, it wasn't necessarily an obstacle, if you will. It was more for something for me to conquer and for me to overcome. Um, mm -hmm. So um, that kind of all rippled down to my career within Taekwondo um, and also kind of my career now within finance today. 
Um, so yeah, so that, that's, that's essentially kind of how I came down with my journey kind of all stemmed from. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, um, because, uh, you're very well accomplished, um, going back, just touching a little bit more, um, in the Taekwondo, uh, uh, world, you know, you're very, very accomplished. I remember, you know, just growing up and visiting you, um, you know, we both lived in the same state and, you know, in the good old state of New Jersey. And uh, yeah. I remember going into your room. Good old and, dirty dirt. Yeah. Dirt. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, the entire wall of this room was just so many medals and um, trophies um, just all over the place. I was just very impressed how that wall could actually hold up everything and not actually topple over. Um, but what, you know, what did Taekwondo, like, teach you? Um, because you traveled, you literally traveled the world pursuing, you know, so many different arenas, um, different countries, like what was the, what was the main lessons um, that you gathered, you know, from going, you know, from making team trials to national team to, you know, pursuing world championships, like what, what, I think it's a very interesting um, lesson, you know, especially through sports, right? Because you hear about all these different idols and, um, you know, um, obviously in the Olympic world, but, um, but what was it that you gathered, you know, for yourself? Yeah, of course. Um, so I'll say you hit the nail on the head right there, um, lessons through, through sports, if you will. Um, so I'll say athletics in general for, for most people are, are going to be, it's not necessarily, athletics isn't necessarily life, but more so it's a lesson for life. Um, so for my journey within Taekwondo and me as an athlete kind of coming through the ranks, um, it's taught me kind of numerous lessons with it, with my life. Um, I say within just, if I were to say two words, just to kind of stem it up, right? It's it's a mindset of having it's a mindset of a champion. So a champion mindset is kind of what it helps develop. Um, and as you know, kind of growing up, I've I've had a lot of ups and downs in my career, especially in Taekwondo. Um, mm-hmm. But dedication, um, hard work, and um, having that indomitable spirit is something that always carried forward with me. Um, so within Taekwondo, I mean. As you saw, I devoted my entire life to this sport. Um, mm-hmm. I lived, breathed, and, and slept um, Taekwondo constantly, right? Um, so but I realized that even though Taekwondo is, is driven a lot through physicality, um, the biggest hurdle that I, I saw and I was able to overcome was, was mentality and spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say even within mentality-wise, I'll start off there, um, so from a mentality standpoint, a lot of it, I think it comes down to um, being in the here and the now, um, forgetting about your past, forgetting about your future, and focus on the present moment. Um, and most importantly, another thing is, is almost accepting the world as is. There's a lot of things that you cannot control in your life. You can't control the, the, your the opponents that are in front of you. You can't control the arena that's around you. You can't control mm. how you're going to feel on that certain day. Um, but what you have full control over is yourself and your effort. Um, and with that, that gave that empowered me as a as a person, as a man, to kind of carry forward as well. Understand that I did not need to even control anything around me, but all I had to control is what I did and the actions that I took and how mm. I approached things. Period. So that's that was the, that that was the that was one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in in my in my career at Taekwondo. Can you um can you share because uh, for the, some of the audience members uh, members who are not um, that well versed in terms of the um uh, of the fitness world of Taekwondo, can you share like a specific like low or a specific obstacle or challenge that you had to overcome? Um, you know that gave you that those lessons. Of course, yeah. Um, 
so I'll say the the pivot point within my career was in 2009. Um, so in 2009, I was an upcoming athlete. Um, I've, I've already kind of received um, two national champions at that point within my career, but I was still an underdog within the eyes of Taekwondo. Um, and then I, I haven't made U.S. national team at that point, right? Um, so go, going into U.S. national team team trials um, for world championships within 2009, um, no one even considered me as part of the radar or even considered me to be um, as a, as a next up and coming athlete with, with to be on national mm-hmm. team. Um, mm-hmm. If anything, honestly, everyone actually doubted me um, and, and everyone kind of was rooting for um, the next, the next champion, if you will. Um, so, and that, and that person was, she was a very established athlete um, was on national team numerous years already. Um, and it was his time to shine um, in the eyes of the community. Um, from but from my stance, uh, the way I took that was that was fuel to my fire. Um, so I mm. accepted that completely, right? And rather than kind of trying to fight it and try and trying to convince the world around me, I focused on being my best self and being the best person and being the best athlete I could be. Period. Um, so what that meant was essentially like, oh, what, what that meant was essentially kind of realizing that being a great athlete stems not only at the at when you're training, but it's every little detail leading up, lead, leading throughout the entire day. So I'm a strong believer in details. So mm. my mindset of an of a athlete starts from the, the time you wake up, for example. Um, mm-hmm. When that alarm hits, do you press snooze five times or do you get up right away on, on that first time that alarm hits and you start your day immediately? Um, mm-hmm. and, and the way you walk and the way you talk and the way you act, that mindset carries forward. And by the time you get to that ring, all that, all that greatness and everything that you've become in that journey, as by the time you get to that team, that U.S. national team trials, that all manifests and becomes greatness, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so, kind of talk about the obstacle itself. I would say, even leading up to that, years before leading into that, um, I had a lot of doubt, a lot of downsides, um, and because like you kind of give so much into the sport, and because you kind of devote your entire life to the sport, when it doesn't go your way, it becomes very heartbreaking, right? Um, mm-hmm. And if anything, you've saw, you, you've seen me kind of in my lows where like when I lost, like I wouldn't want to talk to anybody. I'd be locking myself in a room and I'll be completely heartbroken and I'll be mm-hmm. crying for like days just because of that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And it was a very challenging time for me. Um, but in 2009, um, when leading up to that team trial, I gave, I made myself, I made a commitment to, to do everything um, the best that I could do, period. Um, so mm-hmm. that meant being the best son I could be. That meant being the best friend I could be. That meant being the best student I could be. And that meant being the best athlete I could be. Um, so I made sure that I was a completely well-rounded, well-rounded athlete as well as a well-rounded man as well, leading mm-hmm. to that tournament. Um, and then even when I, the day of the tournament, I would say the, all cards were against me. Um, I had a lot of deduction points against me because even the referees were rooting for um, the the other athlete that was supposed to make U.S. national team, that veteran um, mm-hmm. who was supposed to make national team, um, and they were trying to just like kind of almost deduct me out of out of out of my chance to actually make the U.S. national team. All what are what are what are deduction points? Just to clarify for the audience. Sure, deduction points can be anything from um, either you're not fighting as as much, meaning like kind of there's too much downtime during the rings, or um, it could be when like say you're you're they they call you for holding or they call you for falling on the ground too much or whatever it may be. Um, and a lot of these deduction points are very subjective in nature. Um, mm. So it's, it's kind of up to the referee and in their discretion, how they want to call them. 
Um, so a lot of times, like even during that during the fight um, with with the veteran, um, I had to I had to fight him two times and beat him twice in a row in order for me to make, make national team. Because at that point it was, it was Rob Robin, so it was top mm. spot. It was like top six, six or seven at six or seven U.S. U.S. athletes within that weight class would have a fight off, um, mm. and it would be double elimination. Um, so you would have to lose twice in order in order to get out. But the first time you lose. You go, you go straight into um, the the bottom bracket, and you have to fight your way back up. And then mm-hmm. you have to beat the winner, who's who's been winning consistently um, two two times in a row in order in order to make national team. So that day, I I, had a, I would say I had about seven 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 fights that day, and I had mm-hmm. to beat um, the the veteran two times in a row um, mm-hmm. in order for me to even be considered on national team. Um, and the entire crowd was was rooting against me. The entire crowd was rooting for that veteran, but it was fine because I accepted it. I accepted the challenge. I went in there not trying to change anybody or anything, um, mm-hmm. and I welcomed it. I welcomed it all, right? Um, and even even though all the cards were against me, even though all the referees were against me, the crowd was against me, um, even a lot of coaches were against me. Um, it was me against the world, and yeah. I saw that as a great opportunity, and I saw that as 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 something where. Um, I didn't need anyone or anything, anything else. All I needed was was me, my mindset, and my effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what I focused on. Um, and throughout that entire fight, even when I was given these deduction points, I didn't complain. I didn't, I didn't show any any type of emotion in my face. I accepted it with open arms, and I and I just and I just went in there and I fought my heart out. Yeah. Um, and I came out, I came out, and that was the first, that was my first time making the U.S. national team and and going to world championships. And, wow, and obviously you were there too, and then you you, yeah. actually, got to, you actually got to see me fight in, in world championships <laughs> in quarterfinals against against um against Iran as well. So yeah, it was, it was great so, kind of having you and your family I, there. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, we were in uh, uh, Copenhagen and in, in Denmark, and uh, I remember you placed uh, was it uh, fifth or fourth or something like that. Yep, I got yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, it was uh, amazing. So. Yeah, there's a lot of great points. I really appreciate you sharing it. So, like for me personally, I've done, I've done like collectively probably 12 years of martial arts. You know, ranging mm-hmm. from like Shaolin to Capoeira to Aikido Jiu Jitsu to Wing Chun and all this other stuff. So, you know, it's great to pursue martial arts. I love it. You know, and it's yeah. um, you know part of our Chinese heritage and. Um, uh, you know, people pursue it for self-defense, for just learning, but it's in completely different uh, level when you do it for competition, right? And, Correct. you know, talking about, you know, the mindset you're referring to, like when you have to wake up and, um, you know, you have, to, you have this very rigid schedule and, Correct. you know, it's like, you know, when you see all these people on these big platforms, you know, the Olympics, for example, would be easy reference. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, you know, maybe do not understand, you know, just the sacrifice, number one, um, you know, and the hard work ethic um, that goes behind, you know, even reaching to that. So, you know, I really appreciate you sharing those stories because, like, it gives, you know, insiders just a deeper, uh, just like a little yeah. snapshot into, you know, what it takes to kind of build yourself, be, be that kind of person um and and you know like you are you're currently in the finance world you know actually having that apply to you know what you do you know like i i know for a fact that you're very meticulous you know you stick to a schedule you know you like organization and 
Um, you know, it's all about discipline and, and you've been able to do it very well to kind of hone that. And um, so that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll say I'll say mo- mostly. I mean, it's a it's a it's a lifestyle, right? It's a choice, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it mm-hmm. comes down to it comes down to a choice, and um, that mindset is not. Is, I don't think anyone's born with that mindset. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's something that you train day in and day out. Um, I'll say it, if anyone could do this, if anyone can 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 grind the way you grind, or, or even be successful, if if anyone could do what they're doing today in terms of like success and accolade wise. Um, mm-hmm. Then it would have been done, right? But obviously, mm-hmm. it takes it takes hard work, it takes dedication, it takes tremendous amount of sacrifice um, in order to, to to make it to anything uh, at a high level. Um, mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. say, in training wise, um, I used to train three times a day, um, six days a week, right? And take and, and just take one day off, and that one day off will be purely just for recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and even even the times when I'm not training. Meaning on the days of that, on the moments I'm not training, if I'm not training out, I'm training in, right? So if I'm mm. not training out in terms of my body-wise, I'm training my mindset. I'm training my spirit, right? I'm training, I'm training my confidence level. So how would you um, do that? How, 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 what, is, what is involved for you to train in, inward? So to train inward, um, I would say, number one, meditation. Um, meditation was a huge factor. I mean, it still is a huge factor in my life. Um, and just kind of being able to clear your mind when you want to be able to clear your mind. Um, as you know, kind of as human beings, it's very hard to control our minds. Um, mm-hmm. So like, for example, if I say stop thinking, what do you start doing? You start thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but what do you have full control over? You have full control of your actions. So I made it a point when I, when I used to kind of walk around, um, I try to focus on the here and the now and, and have my mind be completely clear. So when I want to be activated, it'll be activated. Um, so having that control over your mindset was was very important to me. Um, wow. In terms in terms of spirituality, um, in training my mind even further, I mean faith was a very was a, was a big driving force within my life. Um, mm-hmm. So I made sure I had a strong a strong prayer life. I made sure that I, I provided good vibrations out into this world, meaning I treated people right and I, mm-hmm. and, I and I did good within this world. Um, so through that, that that's kind of what gave me the confidence that within my spirit and also within my mentality. In order to train your body, you have to first train your mind. Um, so that means when times get hard, you get you become harder, right? So I used to go into practice, or even when I did my self training, um, as as sick as this may sound, right? But I used to go in there where the mindset was was can I can I die from this workout? Can I push myself to the limit so hard that I'm not able to come out of this? And what it did for me was obviously I'm still alive at this point, but what it did for me was that it taught me that I have no limits in what I do. That what I do really, there is no limitations in, in what I'm able to accomplish here. Um, and I learned that through, through pushing my body to the limit. And obviously you have to be smart and you have, you have, to, you have to yeah. be very be, be careful, exercise, be careful, precautions, right? and, yeah. and exercise precautions, right? But at the same time, it, it, it does something where it's like your mind becomes so, I guess, it reaches such a different level because of because of the way you're pushing your physicality. Yeah. And now translating this back into my life today as a coach and as and also as as um, within my professional life as a financial consultant and one of the big fours, um, all that sticks the same, right? So mm. I would say even my in my daily life now, 
when times get hard, when it comes to client work, it gets difficult, or when I'm pulling long hours um, dur- dur- during my dur- during my work, it doesn't. It's not hard work to me anymore because I've seen I've seen what real hard work is, and I've seen what what me Stephen Lynn is able to accomplish as as, as a person. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that's very important for for anybody and everybody to understand yeah. that you have no limits. Yeah. Um, and and to realize that you are stronger than than what you, you even think you really are. Yeah. Um, but it, that comes with that comes with training, right? That comes with it, there's one there's one thing of knowing something, but another thing of actually realizing something, applying it to practice, and applying yeah. it, right? So yeah. you can you can under anyone can understand anything, um, but in but in order to realize it, you have to live and breathe it. Um, and what helped me live and breathe that was physicality and through, and through my physical training. And that allowed me to kind of have that mental fortitude um, to face any obstacle that was in front of me. Yeah. 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 So like basically to add to your point, what I was thinking about when you're saying, you know, you would kind of have to, you know, test your, um, you know, extremes, um, to kind of see where you're at. It's almost like I would imagine, you know, you mentally perceive your boundaries. Like, think of um, simple examples like a, a sandbox, right? Yeah. You think, you think, you know, the borders of the sandbox. You know, you think like, okay, I can only go to this capacity, right? Yep. But basically, what you're saying is that like you have attempted to, you know, go beyond that, and so because yep. because you just pushed yourself, you know, you now realize, okay. You know, I have a new boundary for myself, which I didn't know before, but mm-hmm. how would I have known that if I didn't, you know, push myself? And it's not to say that, you know, we have to go, you know, extreme all the time. I think it's what it really, what you're really saying is, you know, having that extreme focus and making sure that you just don't drop out and making sure that you just don't give up as easily. Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Exactly. You know, so exactly. you know, so to to be able to ex- exactly. to expand and extend those boundaries. And I think um, it does a lot, you know, because I feel, you know, many people, um, you know, and, and many patients, you know, when I counsel or just, you know, have, a, have conversations with, you know, they, you can tell, you know, when they go through a conversation or they go through something hard or an obstacle challenge, you can tell where they stop themselves, right? And where they, um, you know, they, 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 they say like, oh, I can't do this anymore, or this yeah. is as much as I can go, or yeah. you can you can see where they perceive their uh, capabilities. Yeah. So going off of that, you know, a, a great question I have for you is, you know, through, through your journey so far, like, what do you feel like is missing from most people's lives right now? You know, what, and, and, and a subset of a sub question is why, why do you think they're not like fully living and, you know, fully like thriving, you know, because I, I love thriving. And so, and that's mm-hmm. what we are trying to get, get, you know, people to do is thrive more. So, of course. Um, so I'll say two points. Um, number one, simplicity <laughs> is, is my first point. Um, I think as human beings, we overcomplicate a lot of things within our lives. And through overcomplication, we produce a bunch of different excuses why we shouldn't do something or, or um, almost limit ourselves. Um, if you will. 
So I'd say keeping it simple um, goes a long way in everything that you do. And number two, I'll say the most important part is is that a lot of a lot of times, um, even as athletes or or even as professionals or or if you're if you're striving to be the best version of yourself, um, you always have a image in your head of, hey, I want to become um, quote unquote this this person or or mm-hmm. I want to become quote I want to be able to reach quote unquote these successes if you will, mm-hmm. but I think the shift in mindset. Um, so going back again to, to kind of my, my athletic career, um, it was, yes, I always wanted to be a, a, a national champion, right? I always wanted to make you the U S national team. Um, but a simple, a simple mindset that changed within me was, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to want to quote unquote become that I'm going to be that right now, right here. So even before I even reached that ring, or even before I even re, um, received yeah. any of my accolades, or even before I, I made the U.S. national team, or even before I became a national champion, I lived and breathed that mm. way before that. Mm. I, became, I became that champion well before I even stepped into that ring. Um, so when I stepped into that ring, it was all mine. It was already there. It, it was a matter of time that, uh, that, that those accolades would, would come. Um, mm. So I would say less less trying trying to become something and more just acting and just be. Yeah, just just automatically just start right at that right at that moment instead of I think it's the word trying is the Correct. operative word. It's the word Correct. trying that it's like, okay, you know, um, you know, I'm I'm get it's almost like a, a period of transition, right? It's like I'm getting there, you know, I'm slowly getting there or I'm almost there. As opposed to like, you know what, let me just change my mindset and just start right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or when times get hard, when times get hard, like, um, for example, when training got hard for me and, and my legs didn't want to move anymore, I was like, in, in my head, I already knew what a world champion looked like. I already knew what the best in the world looked like already. So rather than me trying to, I want to become that, I am, I'm, I became it in that, mm. in that very moment. In that moment when times are hard, I was like, I'm a world champion. I'm the best in the world. And I, and I, and I just, and I acted and that was it. And mm-hmm. that was, and that was the bottom line. It wasn't, it wasn't, I was trying to target something. It wasn't, I was trying to reach for something, but I, and I lived and breathed and I, be, and I became the, the, the champion that I wanted to become. Um, so I say, I would say in very simple terms, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big person and kind of like affirmations of you or not necessarily affirmation, more so kind of like mantras um, that mm-hmm. you would repeat mm-hmm. yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And that mantra would just simply be, just be, mm-hmm. period, just be. So mm-hmm. whatever you want to become, if you want to become um, a, the best the best athlete in the world, just be. If you want to become a millionaire, just be. And then you'll start thinking like a millionaire. You'll start, you'll start acting like a millionaire. You'll start thinking like a world champion. You'll start acting like a world champion. And everything will start, man- you'll start manifesting the world that you want. Um, so it's, it's less trying trying to reach for something or or trying to target for something, but very simply, just be. Mm. I would imagine you know this changes you know a, a lot of like there there'll be a lot of um, because in my world you know in health um, you know we 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 have learned more and more that our mental, emotional, and physical health are connected. You know, they're very, very, very strongly connected. So with this kind of mindset, you know, that you're describing, I would imagine 
um, you know, different changes, you know, in terms of your posture, in terms of, you know, how, you know, how you speak to someone, in terms of like how you carry um, yourself, um, like how, what kind of, like, how did it manifest for you? So, I mean, all the above, um, I walked differently, I started talking differently, I started acting differently. Um, and I made a point where it's like, everything around me, if it, was, if, if it wasn't making me better, then I wouldn't want it around me. Um, so, and going back to mindset, going back to health, um, I did almost use my, my, my father as an example, right? Um, kind of going back to that, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. so as you know, kind of my dad kind of was, was facing, was facing stage four lung cancer. Um, and he still is facing stage four lung cancer right now. Um, but because of his indomitable spirit, because of his fight and his grit, because of, because of him just, just becoming the, the healthy person that he wants to become. He he's still he's still alive today, and he, and at seventy mm-hmm. years old, he's healthier than ever. Um, yeah. And I think with a mindset standpoint, um, with anything in front of you, whether it's, whether it's an injury or whether it's a it's a medical medical kind of like um, medical issue that you're facing, um, I think your mindset is, is tremendously important. Um, mm-hmm. Because just going back to my father, for example, if my dad didn't have the indomitable spirit, and if my dad um, did was giving up on life. Or, or saw cancer as, as something that was eating away at him, um, then it, that cancer would escalate. That cancer would speed up, right? And that, and that cancer will start, will start kind of like increasing in, in the way it's kind of like spreading with, um, throughout his body. Mm. Because he's able to kind of like see it as a task at hand and be like, I'm not going to, I refuse to give in to, to, these, to these external factors that are pushing me down. And I'm going to choose to become the, um, the best person he could become is the reason why he is alive today. And I'm a strong mm-hmm. believer in that. And yes, of course you would need medical assistance, right? And yes, of course you, you would need to make sure you're healthy and you're taking the right actions. Um, but it, it all starts essentially with the mind. You can't control your mind first. All those external factors will not play it, will not play as, as significant as, as a part of, as they are now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, um, my uncle, your dad, um, you know, is technically in remission. So he, uh, but it's even beyond, you know, we're talking about stage four, you know, and uh, he's already gone beyond, you know, uh, the doctor's like prognosis in yeah. terms of how far he was supposed to, you know, live. And, you know, he's yeah. doing very, very well. And he, you know, has a very, very strong mindset and, uh, you know, it comes down to individual, but also comes down to, you know, how you're connected to everything else. You know, for some people, it's other family and friends. For other people, it's faith. For other people, is you know, a lot of different things. Um, I think this is a good question for you because it's very applicable. Um, how important is um, the role of a, uh, a mentor, you know, the role of a, a, a teacher? Because I know for a fact for you, you know, you've had, you know, so many, you know, in your, in your life. And, um, you know, and you've, been able to be able to build yourself um, to the person you are. And now you're, um, you know, just starting um, partnering and building up a Taiwan school, something you've always dreamed of and <laughs> something I've always, uh, you know, kind of pushed <laughs> you to do, actually. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Stephen, get to it already because I know you, you, I know you want to do this. I know you love this. And this is like literally the essence 
the essence, you know, for, um, for you, you know, it's the core of your yes. spirit. But, yes. you know, and I think, um, and the reason why I say that is because, like, when you're, you know, building a school, you know, you have to have teachers and students, no matter what it is, right? So, you know, how, how important is the role of a, 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 you know, the role of a role model or a teacher or a mentor um, to just, like, you know, life yeah. in general? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, it's a great question because in my life and who I am today, I mean, it was all driven through the people around me. Um, and you need a village in order, in order to kind of be successful, if you will, right? So I'll say mentorship is tremendously important. Um, but I think a lot of times the problem is that, like, there's ego behind um, mentors um, sometimes. And mm-hmm. there's there's sometimes there there is, there are, there are mentors that are seeking self-benefit, if you will. Um, so in choosing a mentor, I think it's very important to, to make sure you find someone who um, doesn't have necessarily skin in the game when it comes to your success or your accolades, if you will, um, but purely cares for you and, and cares for your well-being. Um, and I've had mentors not only in Taekwondo, but I have numerous mentors, obviously, in Taekwondo and strength and mm-hmm. conditioning. Um, but I've also had mentors um, from a spirituality standpoint, and I also have mentors now today, um, even in my, in, my, in my professional life as a financial consultant. Um, and I think as a mentor, what's important for a mentor is that it's, you need to have a mentor that not only that not forms you into the person that that mentor wants to become or was seeking to become or thought was, was working for them as individuals, but you want a mentor that will, that will bring out your best self if you will. Mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So rather than kind of putting your, putting the mentee in a box or forcing them to take X, Y, and Z steps in order to kind of reach certain goals because that's what the mentor, quote-unquote, quote did, right? You need a mentor that actually will help open the gates for you, allow you to see the opportunities, and then and also make help give you ideas to make adjustments throughout the way, th- throughout kind of your, your journey, uh, throughout your self journey to to become the best version of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll say right now, even as a coach, that's one of the things that I'm I'm changing within myself as well, um, and I'm seeing that that as as a as a huge kind of opportunity to kind of help raise our students and and not only as to be the best athletes they could be, but to be best people they could be as well. Um, so even during training, when we are training our athletes, a lot of times, um, we put them in, in high stress situations, um, Mm -hmm. meaning we, we create scenarios, um, during, during a fight, for example, um, that say this one person has, has a fantastic front leg, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so we put a scenario in where all you're doing for a next, for a next hour or so, or even next, or next few rounds, if you will, is that you will just be you would just be focusing on finding solutions around that front leg, um, and that. Person. And what is the what uh, what is a front leg for our audience members? Yep. So it could be a front leg attack, meaning a front leg. So think about a front leg in terms of like a jab, for example, in boxing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same concept in a sense, but it's, it's using your 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 front leg as as a to be effective as effective as a jab. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone has a very effective front leg it's very difficult to get around that, right? Especially if, 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 if they're very tall um, and, and they have length against you because they would want to keep that distance from you during that fight. They don't want a close fight because that's, that's their disadvantage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of our athletes, um, as they're coming to the ranks, 
if they're shorter, they have a tough time against people who are taller than them and who have a very strong front leg. Um, mm. So what we do is we put them in these scenarios, um, and then the first, I'll say the first um, few rounds, or even the first first few rounds, we allow them to, to figure out their own solution that works for their body type and works for, for their mindset and for their style. Um, and then from there, we'll pause for a second and ask them, hey, what did you, what, what were some solutions around this? What are some ways that you, that worked for you and what didn't work for you? So yeah. what that creates is a learning environment, right? That creates mm-hmm. self-sufficiency, correct? And then, but mm-hmm. also it creates a, a, re- a trusting relationship where we can collaborate and that mentorship becomes a collaboration. Um, whereas we're not just trying to put you in a box and tell you to do X, Y, and Z and give you, give you A, B, and C, D solutions against this front leg, but also you, we're trying to make it unique for you, right? Mm-hmm. So that mentorship comes around to, um, where it's like, hey, you have, you have this solution around this front leg. Say, like, say someone has a good front leg and you want to kick under it, great. Have you considered kicking over it? Have you considered mm-hmm. the second and third kick after, after that? You know, have you considered movement before, before the kick to kind of stop that front leg um, and, and, not allow that, and not, not allow that front leg to be, to be used effectively? Um, so we would give them ideas and then allow them to implement and, and use what works for them. But mm-hmm. what we're trying to avoid is, is putting our, our athletes in a box. Um, so again, this comes with not only just physicality and strategy wise, but this is mentality too. Um, mm. So we, we would share our experience with them, but everyone has their self journey, right? Everyone has, has their, their way of doing things and what will work for them in their lives. And our job is, is never to, to, again, shelter you guys or shelter them or, or put them in a box, but more so allow them to see what else is out there, allow them to see the bigger picture and then give them ideas of what worked for us as well as what we've learned throughout, throughout our time as athletes and, as, as, and now as coaches. Yeah, so um, I think that's awesome. And um, you can easily apply, uh, you know, what you're describing to other, you know, industries, um, yes. other work environments, yes. school environments. But what's great is that, you know, you are talking about like almost like a very tailored, customized you know, program if you are setting up, you know, with a uh, mentor, mentee and, you know, stuff like that. And, um, you know, I think it's just super important. Um, and I, I think you would agree to, you know, a role model is just so important, you know, obviously someone to aspire to, someone to, um, you know, just kind of teach you sometimes directly or indirectly, but also just finding, finding that extra support system and extra, I mean, what you describe is a lot of um, small details and a lot of patience. And I think in our fast-paced world, you know, we don't, we don't, um, we don't, we don't have enough time, quote unquote, right? I mean, to me, time is relative, and it depends on what you prioritize in life. But you know, it's really important to, it's really important to, um, you know, have that patience and have that, you know, care. You know, I mean, I can tell right now, like you know, you, you know, for those students, you have extreme amount of care um, and dedication for them to hone their craft because yeah. you understand why that's important, you know, like that, for example, that front leg and, and, cl- you know, like closing the gap or, you know, doing it yes. in multiple different ways to be able yeah. to, you know, thwart, thwart off a, an opponent, you know what I'm saying? So and that's easily applicable for life. You know, you want to be able to be like water, you know, so. Yes. You know, to, to bob and weave, uh, one of my favorite analogies is, you know, using water in a river. You know, it's like, it, you know, water doesn't crash. It's, you know, 
what it does naturally is just go around the problem, you know, it goes yeah. around, you know, um, everything. Yeah. Um, exactly. One of my favorite uh, idols, and you and I both love him as well, is Bruce Lee. And when he describes his, um, his philosophy of, uh, of his style, you know, Jeet Kune Do, it's, um, he says, and I'll paraphrase it, you know, it's basically you're cherry picking different aspects of a art and you're making it your own right because it's never one rigid thing and um you know kind of like what you're saying when you're mentoring um and and you're being that role model for someone it's like you're not exactly you know uh, you don't want them to be you you know i mean like you want them to be them but just kind of figure out what works and what works best for them exactly exactly um and i think that applies again you're completely right that applies not only in the fight game but it applies directly to life. Um, and I would say not everyone needs to be a fighter, but I think having a, having a mindset of a martial artist um, is, is key and having a mindset of a champion is, is key in life. Um, mm. So, it's, again, not everyone has to be a great athlete, right? Yeah. Um, but everyone, everyone has the capability of being the best version of them, period. Um, but it comes, down to having a, it comes down to a choice. It comes down to choosing greatness, period. And, yeah. and being being able to adapt and be able to to conform to the world around you, but not 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 conforming to the sense where you give in to you give up yourself, right? But more so adapting so that best version of yourself can can prosper and, and can blossom. Hey guys, we're gonna be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Steven, this has been great. Um, I'm going to close out, um, you know, our time together. And um, usually I ask uh, my guests, you know, what <clears throat> my, my favorite question to ask closing out is, you know, really what makes, what makes um, you thrive, right? And I think you've hit a lot of these points um, throughout the interview. And then after that, you know, um, I like to coin this, um, you know, through a, a, a mutual friend um, or actually a friend of mine from a previous uh, episode is, you know, my three to thrive. You know, it's like, what is your three to thrive that you want to impart for our audience members to kind of better their lives uh, right now? I'll say number one, um, as a goal in keeping in terms of objective wise in your life, um, I don't think anyone should ever try to reach towards any one type of accolade or any, any one type of success. Um, and I'm a strong believer in myself that growth should be the, the, the first and foremost goal, goal of anybody and everybody. Because um, if you think about it, growth in general, um, look at nature around us, right? So you look at trees, they're not growing, they're rotting, right? If you look at water, even going back to your original analogy, um, if water's not moving, eventually bacteria is going to form, right? It's going to stagnant. Mm-hmm. It stays stagnant and, and doesn't and, and starts all the bacteria starts forming, mildew starts forming, um, it becomes a swamp, if you will. Mm-hmm. It, it becomes smelly and all that and all that great stuff, right? Um, so I think as, as human beings, um, we are meant to grow, um, and we are meant to to, to continue growing. Um, so that's this means. Growing not as an not only as an athlete, but growing, growing within your mentality, growing within your physicality, growing within your 
the way you treat you as a as a human being, right? Um, growing as a man, growing as a brother, growing as a son, um, growing all of the above in every aspect of your life. Um, so I'd say growth is 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 one one of the first things I would say in terms of in order of thriving within your life. Um, secondly, I would say being in the present moment. Um, so yes, you want to learn from 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 your past, but you never want to dwell on your past. Mm. What I've learned as an athlete is having a short-term memory, because um, there are plenty of times where I where I've lost in in my in my fights or in, within my career. Um, but if I ever if I held on to that loss, that would carry forward in, throughout my entire career, and I would never be able to move past that. Mm. Um, so having that short-term memory, having being able to let go and forget, at the same time being able to learn from your past is very key. And not thinking too 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 far in the future. Um, yes, you you have targets and milestones you want to hit. When you're taking action, it's all in the present moment. So being in the here and now, forgetting the past, forgetting the future, and, and taking action in the here and the now is, is my second point. Um, and then thirdly, I would say, accept the world around you. Um, you have no control over over what anyone anyone does. You have no control over what anyone thinks. You have no control over what anyone says. Um, you have no you have no control over what anything happens within your life. Um, but like I said before, right? You have full control over what? You have full control over your your own effort and over your own mindset. So if you learn to accept the world around you and learn to adapt to it, anyone and everybody will thrive within their lives. So to summarize that, I would say um, three main points: having the mindset of growth and continue to grow within your life. In your life, number two, um, beginning about the past, beginning about the future, and being in the present moment and focusing on your uh, on your actions. Number three, accepting the world around you, learning how to adapt to it. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. Nice summary. I really like the the the, the recap. Um, Le- so learning from the best, dude. Learning from the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so you're you're, you're so uh, so generous and kind. Um. Anyway, so uh, I, I I love it. Um. I can tell. You know. I mean, I've known you. You know when. Um. Um, pretty much when you were like yay high and you know now you're just you know, an incredible human being and doing so much for um if the some of the audience members wants to learn more about you or they want to you know uh, gain more information um how can they find you how can they learn more about you um you know what what kind of uh, references can you uh, share Sure. Um, so they can actually find me on on Instagram, if you will. So you, my Instagram is Stephen S T E V E N T Lim. So no spaces um, and, and no and no peers or anything. So just straight Stephen T Lim. Um, mm-hmm. And then you can also find me on Precision Taekwondo as well. Um, so you you look that up either on Instagram or you look it up on on the website as well. Nice Precision Taekwondo. But, nice. Yeah, I'm in, I'm so 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 excited um, and thrilled about the school and uh, how many um, you know lives it's going to change uh, because uh, you know it's you you know what I'm saying you're putting yeah. your heart and soul into it and when you do that I just think that you know amazing and beautiful things you know manifest from that so yeah all right brother I really appreciate it again uh, for you taking the time out uh, to do this interview. Um, and, uh, you know, just appreciate you, um, in general. Let me just add in one more thing in there. Um, I'll say this, just kind of one thing that resonated with me was when you just mentioned how, when you become the person that you want to be, then, mm-hmm. then the game, then the game changes. Right. 
And I know a lot of times you push me a lot to kind of like to follow my dreams um, and, and to kind of like to, to be Stephen Lynn, right? And not, and not mm-hmm. try to be the Stephen Lynn that other people wanted me to be. Um, and I think a lot of times within this world, we're, we're stuck in this world where um, we see every, all, the, all these people's lives within social media or we see all everyone's, li- everyone's different lives within like within on TV um, and we thrive to become that person, right? Um, but we were never meant to become that quote-unquote person um, and we were meant to become the best version of us. Um, so to your point exactly, I think it's, it's very important to, as you're kind of seeking your journey and as you're thriving to become the best, to, to, to be, as you're thriving within your life, um, you should thrive to become the best version of you and not to become anyone or anything else. Um, but first, you have to find who you are in general. Amen. I love it. I love it. I thank you for sharing those, you know, those insights and gems for people. And I think people will gain a lot, you know, from it. So um, thank you again. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, Everyone, uh, thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, um, please uh, follow and subscribe. And uh, we will be here uh, every week. Um, Just tune in. Uh, Thanks again, brother, Um, and uh, I appreciate you and uh, obviously you and your family, so I thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thank you, man. Uh, Talk to you soon, brother. Hey, guys, that was another episode of Thrive Bites. If you liked that episode, please subscribe and follow weekly for new episodes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.